0: Now entering Nerdist.com.
1: Welcome to the Writers' Panel. I'm Ben Blacker, the creator and moderator of the podcast. I created the show because I wanted to talk to other writers about the business and process of writing. I've had more than 500 writers on the show, so please check the archives to find more writers and more TV shows of interest to you. I'm a writer myself, having written for Supernatural, Puss and Boots and other programs. I have a couple of cool projects out this first quarter of 2017 that I hope you'll check out. One is a Supernatural Western comic book series from Boom Publishing that I wrote with my writing partner, Ben Acker, and our friend, the TV showrunner, Andrew Miller. It's beautifully illustrated by Hannah Christensen, and the first issue is available in comic stores and online February 8th. In March comes the first book in a series of young adult novels that Acker and I wrote called Star Wars Join the Resistance. It takes place just before The Force Awakens and is about a bunch of kids who join the fight against the First Order. But mostly they have adventures, fall in love with each other, and get in trouble. I hope you'll check out both of those projects. We're very proud of how they came out. Let me know who you'd like to hear on this podcast by following me on Twitter, at Ben Blacker, like the color only more so, liking the Writer's Panel on Facebook, and visiting writerspanel.tumblr.com. And if you like the show, please leave a review on iTunes. Reading those reviews... Really provides a pick me up. They write, they talk, and talk about what they write. Tune in tonight, tonight, or whenever the time is right. It's the Writers Panel with Ben Blacker, and it's starting now. Oh, yeah! Uh, what I'm going to do is say welcome, you guys. Uh, thanks for being here. I'm going to ask you guys to introduce yourselves so the listener can differentiate your voices when they hear them. Uh, starting with you, Bridget.
2: I'm Bridget Munoz lebowitz
1: so. And tell us some things that we may have seen your name on. Sure. Please.
2: Um, currently, I'm working on a show called People of Earth, which is in its second season on TBS, which stars Wyatt Cenac. It's a great
1: show. Thank like, you. People should really watch that if they are not watching it. Oh, that's really nice. That's really Thanks good. for the plug.
2: And uh, <laughs> uh, and Anna Gasteyer, which I was going to say, she's also starring in that. And it's um, I worked on a show called Brooklyn Nine-Nine prior to that with Andy Samberg and Andre Brouwer and Terry Crew Cruise and a lovely crew of people. Um, prior to that, I worked on a very short-lived FX show called Jackson and Braddock, which was a ten ninety. What was that? Oh. <laughs> it, it could have been the dream, but it wasn't. It didn't end up happening. Um, it was the. It was a, we did ten episodes. Not only for, oh, there for part right. of the season, then I went to Brooklyn. But it was with Kelsey Grammer and Martin Lawrence, mm-hmm. and they play, it was like halfway between the Odd Couple and Night Court
1: mm-hmm. meets Family Matters. Oh, it was. What? <laughs> that took a turn. I know. I well, it.
2: it was produced by the half of the Miller Boyette team, Bob Boyette, mm-hmm. and this other wonderful person, Robert Horn, and it was a multicam and they wanted to do it in the style of anger management, so mm-hmm. shoot a bunch mm-hmm. of these things and just have it go into syndication immediately. Um, but it, um... Didn't get picked up. <laughs> sometimes, you know, sometimes you throw a lot of weird elements into a paint and it comes out great if you're making something, but sometimes it just doesn't.
1: Not the first time uh, Martin Lawson's been called a weird element. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so, well, we can talk about some yeah. of that stuff uh, as we go on, but Heather.
3: Hello, uh, I'm Heather Renier, uh, I've been on... I started on Falling Skies. I was on that show for two years. It was great. Um, and then I was on Sleepy Hollow for three years. Uh, also great. And um, I, I did a brief stint on Snowpiercer, which is not a show yet. It's like a half show. But I our, hope our, it yeah. will be a show. Friend, was,
1: uh, darling of the podcast,
3: Josh Friedman. Oh, the greatest. Yeah, yeah. The greatest man. That's great. And a real genius. So... um
1: Yeah. Great. Yeah. Good. That's lots to talk about.
0: (laughs) Um, I am Lindsay Allen. I am currently writing on MacGyver for CBS. Um, Before that, I was on Marvel's Agent Carter. It's my first staff job. I have worked on many shows as an assistant Mm -hmm. and freelance, which is how I came up (laughs) for a very long time.
1: Did you, you were getting freelance episodes of shows?
0: I have gotten, yeah. I wrote a freelance, half a freelance for Arrow.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, Were you an assistant there at the time?
0: No. Um, oh, I had worked with uh, Mark uh, Guggenheim and Andrew Kreisberg uh, on Eli Stone,
1: mm-hmm.
0: was where I met Andrew. And I worked actually with Greg Berlanti and Mark Guggenheim on Brothers and Sisters way back when. Oh, wow.
2: I've worked on a lot of shows <laughs> with the <sister> guys. <laughs> yes. I have a lot of uh, intersectional go, friends, actually. Probably, that, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah,
0: it's a small town after yeah. a while.
1: <laughs> um I'm curious to hear about this, and this is often, you know, a way into the mm-hmm. business for many young writers. Um, how long did you assistant for, and in what what assistant capacities?
0: Oh, gosh. I was an assistant for nine years. <laughs> wow. And I would like to really say that for anyone aspiring to be a TV writer. I was an assistant for nine years, and it was wonderful, and I had great mentors, uh, everyone I've already said, and all that stuff, um, but it was nine years, so <laughs> Just be aware when you're going down the assistant track that you're going to be on shows, and you're going to love them, and you're going to meet amazing people. And it's it's nine years, so just be aware. That's unbelievable. Nine um, years. I
1: will, listen, I'm going I'm to take you through this. You're going to have to relive it. Um, but— uh, what was the first one like? What was the entry? You must have been a kid. Like
0: I was when a you kid. got that first yeah, assistant. Job. I uh, did the brilliant move that right out of college I moved to LA because mm-hmm. I was like, that's where TV is, and I moved. And um, which is
1: not like that makes
0: sense. Yeah, yeah. It, it turns out that is where TV is, so <laughs> I, I lucked out there. But um, <laughs> I, my first job was a year after I moved uh, on Brothers and Sisters. I was the second assistant.
1: Yeah, okay. yeah. Okay. yeah. To great. the directing producer. Uh, Mm -hmm. Let me let me interrupt for a second. (laughs) I apologize. I'm going to interrupt all of you guys a lot because (laughs) I want to just kind of get into more detail on some of the stuff. But uh, how did you even get that assistant job?
0: Um, I will make the story short. I was at a when we came to look for apartments, mm-hmm. I went to a party <laughs> and I sat down with a bunch of people who were working on a show and the people I were with were big fans of that show and I had never seen it. So they were like my friends sat down and were like, Oh my god, you're on the show and they did their thing and then the next person, Oh my god, you're on the show and I was I was like, I've never seen the show <laughs> And so I became friends with the person, the people we were talking to. We would get lunch occasionally, and that person... Recommended me for a couple of jobs, and the brothers and sisters one was the oh, first correct. one that I got. Yes. Yeah, so and it
1: was, I think that's not an unusual story. No,
0: it's very networking. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: but without, I mean, you it doesn't sound like you were out looking to network either. I
0: no, I was looking for an apartment, and <laughs> I got dragged to a party because <laughs> right. I'm not the most social person. But this is the way it happened. <laughs> that's how right? it happened. Yeah. Um,
1: did what? Did you guys assist also? Did you start out that? I way? did. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I thought I thought you had. Uh, yeah, what, what was your story? Um
3: I uh, I'm trying <laughs> to think of the first I had um yeah, okay. So it's funny because we were talking about the strike and the first strike that was in 707. Mm-hmm. Um I was a I was in college, I went to USC, but I did all the picketing because I was like I want to like, you know, this is what I want to mm-hmm. do. Right. And Harold Rodman was the, you know, mm-hmm she's the head of our school and it was you know we just wanted to support and so while i was picketing i met melissa rosenberg who was wonderful and i was still in school and um i was like can i call you when i graduate just so i can ask you advice and stuff and she's like sure great and i called her like six months later because i still had like a lot of school to get through and um when I called her I'd memorized her IMDB page yes. and I was like real dorky about oh, yes. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You stalked I was like, her. I know yeah. everything. I'm gonna crush this. Like and I call her and she's like on her way to work, like fitting me in, she's very sweet. And I was like, "Oh, so you're from North Carolina? That's so cool! Tell me about it." she's like, "I'm from Northern California. Like, IMDb oh. gets like everything wrong." And I like oh went god. through a couple oh no. other things that were all wrong. And I was like, "Oh my god, this is so embarrassing!" All, <laughs> embarrassing. all those flashcards for
1: nothing. Oh, exactly. <laughs>
3: <Okay>. <laughs> and I was like, "Okay, this went like this was disastrous, but it's fine, whatever." And at USC, they like prep you for you know try to talk to people one of the things they said was like you should always go out of your way to try to when you're asking people for favors try to do them a favor which Mm. is very counterintuitive but like as a way to stand out and i was like okay i just blew this like what do i do and i sent her an email and i was like thank you for making time blah 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 just so you know i went through your imdb and i corrected everything (laughs) um have a nice life (laughs) 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 Bye. And she emailed me right back. She's like, you're awesome. And then the next, and she was on Dexter at the time. And, like, that next week she brought me in to be, like, a temp assistant on Dexter. And awesome. I, like, oh, moved around That's there wonderful. for, like, three months until I could, like, find my footing for, like, a real kind of assistant That's gig. terrific. That's yeah.
1: Awesome. Can I, fun. let me ask you, um, hitting, becoming friendly with her on the picket line. hmm uh, I know this. Uh, like I've heard the story a number of times of people meeting people who would be their future bosses or or even employees or whatever on the, on the picket line. Do you remember what that conversation was like? It was very brief. She, it was just like it was because you met a lot of
3: people yeah. and she was. I think she was like wearing a Dexter hat or something. And I like loved the show, and I was just like, oh, like you. The everyone was just like walking back and forth and like chatting, and I was surprised that I, I mean she was just. She was just very nice and supportive. Like, I didn't talk to her for, like, six months or so. It was like there was a long period of time yeah. that went by, and she was still like, oh, yeah, I remember you. Like, it was not a very, like, deep, <laughs> like you know, connection that we made, it was like very casual. Right.
1: But then she's just yeah, she was just very nice. That's really great. And yeah. and you know, good for you to follow up and do the homework and then actually like take some initiative to not just be memorable, but that's a nice thing to do. And like, fix
0: her IMDP Exactly. Yeah. So the, the next generation can memorize her correctly. Yeah.
1: There you go. We'll the right. The next cards. annoying kid yeah. who's <laughs>
0: like, talk to me.
1: Uh, but that is I mean that advice from u s c is interesting, yeah. but it 's also good advice for being a human person that's true yes <laughs> um, do you remember anything else uh, in that sort of area that that they taught you
3: Well, it was weird because that was uh it was it was at u s c for one year only, like one mm-hmm. summer only. And I was there for summer school, so it all like matched up. They did this thing called the assistant training program, which was when I graduate, I graduated in 08, and like TV was just like starting to become, it's like now a much yeah. bigger part of the school, but that was like just starting as I was leaving. And they did this program where they interviewed all these like assistants from different TV shows, and they basically were like, if you want to run TV, this is a really good route to like mm-hmm. figure it out. So a bunch of people came in and it was run by this woman named Carol Kirshner. Um, who does, like, the showwriting training program at WGA, and, like, she's just great, and she's really good at, like, guiding writers in their careers and stuff. Um, so she put this uh, program together with this woman, Cam Miller, who was a student. Um, she was an alumni, but she, you know. Um, and it just had all this really, like, practical, helpful advice. Right. And I think it only lasted for a year.
1: I'm not sure why, but it was, hmm. like, really helpful for me. That's terrific. Um, yeah. I have more assistant questions, but what was your <laughs> uh, assistant experience? Yeah, uh, no, Bridget? it was
2: assistant, but via I started out on the production side. Actually, okay. I am um, my graduate degrees in, in producing, so I was working as a line producer and a production manager in New York. Um, on what kind of stuff? Mostly scrappy indie stuff that no one's mm-hmm. ever going to see. But it was kind of how I was making a living. I was mm-hmm. still it was just finishing up school, and so we had this great program um, at Columbia where you could still be in school and have cheap rent and have health insurance but not take classes and work at the same time for free yeah. or nothing so I started working on I worked on this movie called Motherhood uh, with Uma Thurman that made literally like a dollar <laughs> 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 And but there I met my producing mentor whose name is Robin Sweet she produces Better Call Saul now yeah. and she's amazing and so she, I basically got all of her cast off work any budget or schedule that she couldn't didn't want to do didn't have time for or she'd give to me to do So I had a little business doing budgets and schedules for whatever came my way like indie films or commercials or short films or whatever and then I would produce those if they needed someone and so I was doing that for a couple years and like make kind of making a living like doing okay but I could kind of see like this isn't going to really be a career for me. And also I always wanted to do write comedy. So I was like, it always was intended to be a means to an end. So at one point I was just after one terrible, terrible project, I was just, I called up my mentor and I said, Robin, I want to get into TV. Who do you know? Like, who can, who can you set me up with? and she said your timing is uncanny because I'm about to go on a show called Person of Interest do you want to come you'll have to take a big step back but I'm sure I can get you on as some kind of an assistant and i said yes please Great. so i went on i came on as a script coordinator because so you were in new york in new york yes on the pilot of person of interest i had because I had my background in all the budgeting and scheduling softwares, I knew how to liaise with the showrunner and yeah. the ADs to make the revisions and the script. Plus, it was a bad robot show, and they were very protective of their mm-hmm. material. so I knew how to code and distribute things. It was like oh having God. these weird wow. anal administrative like gifts, I suppose, put me in a good position. Sure. So what I did was um, I only ever had a comedy portfolio at the time, but I was like, I don't care. It's TV. I'll move in that direction. Mm-hmm. So I I wrote the thing I was supposed to do. Wrote a spec of the show that I wanted to work right. on. <laughs> so I wrote like the next episode of the show, and they were tickled Based enough. Just
1: having read the pilot, just the
2: pilot. That's but I read so the pilot awesome. like several hundred times, sure. you yeah. know, and kind of knew what they were trying to do with the show. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know, if they're going to get picked up, I want to be ready. And why would I write like a house or something when I could write, you know, in yeah. their voice and in their in their style? So I wrote a spec episode of the show, and they were freaking for tickled. They're like, come out to LA and be our writer's assistant. <laughs> they were so nice, That's and awesome. so they told me on a Memorial Day, which was coming up, and I was like, it always reminds me of when I moved out here for Uh-oh. that. Yeah, and I, they told me to move out here on Monday, Memorial Day. I'll be here by Wednesday. Yeah. So I left my boyfriend at the time and our whole apartment and all my stuff there, and I just came out here oh to gosh. start work on Wednesday. Yeah. And uh, it totally destroyed my relationship, but... However... With what's his name? God. I don't even remember. <laughs> uh,
1: if you're listening, I'm you know,
2: I hope you are, and also screw you. Um, no, but um, it Walk was. my TV back. <laughs> yeah, I never got my stuff back, really. Um, so that's okay. So then uh, worked on that for, as an assistant for uh, a couple, two and a quarter seasons, I would say. Um, it was great. I loved learning from drama writers because that gave me the foundation of structure, which I feel like a lot of comedy rooms don't have. And. Um, the whole time was applying to the labs and the workshops Mm -hmm. to try to get in and didn't the first couple times. Were you
1: applying specifically in comedy or were you hitting drama? Yes, in
2: comedy. Yeah. And then um, could see that the show wasn't going to be a place for me to move up that I wasn't getting the freelances and I wasn't getting bumps. And it wasn't, I don't think, for lack of trying because I'm a maniac when it comes to work. But I think I think they could just tell that I was going to be a comedy writer. Hmm. Uh, so I left the show on really excellent terms. I still see at least one person sure. from that show at least once a month and we're all very close. And... um like was like, I don't know what I'm gonna do, but the universe is gonna look out for me. <laughs> and wow. so and it did. Mm-hmm. So like I went on this crazy trip. I drove up to the San Juan Islands and then worked on a farm for a few weeks. Sure. I, yeah. Oh. Yeah. And then while I was up there I got this email from Melissa Scrivener Love, who is another wonderful drama writer and just wrote this cool book called Lola. And she was on person of interest. Her husband was a comedy writer and he was like, Hey, I need an assistant on Jackson and Braddock, this, this the yeah, Kelsey Graham and Martin Lawrence I was telling you about. And Would you want to come down? And I said, yes, please. Let me put down
0: my farm thing. Yeah, I
2: have to put this horse in a barn Hold real on. quick. Hold on, the goat got out yeah. farm things.
1: Farm things.
2: So I did that, and um I was there for like for a month when I found I got into the NBC Writers on the Verge program, oh, oh, that's awesome. and they let me do both at the same time. They that's were so cool. supportive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, and I totally left them high and dry and quit the show, and they still sent me a Christmas present. Like they were the nicest people. Okay. They were so great. And so
1: let I, me let me interrupt for a sec. Um, the uh, Writers on the Verge program. Mm-hmm. For that, what did you have to submit?
2: Ah, so that was I submitted a girl's spec. So mm-hmm. they take specs only. Yes. Be, yes, like all the other programs because of liability issues. Is
1: that why they do it? Yes, because they don't they want to ever be. Accused
2: of taking someone's idea, if it ever, for some reason, ended up on a show. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And I
1: will say again, again, this has been my crusade these past five years. <laughs> but writing specs of existing shows is very valuable. Oh, totally. You learn
2: a lot. You yeah. learn a structured, lot. absolutely. Yes. And- what yeah. for, yeah. Yeah. It's like learning how to play scales before you play jazz, yes. right? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> that's a great analogy Thank for you. that. Thank yeah. you. Uh, that's it. Great. <laughs> you that's nailed all it. All
1: people need to hear. <laughs> do
2: your it. scales, do your math.
1: So you wrote yeah. a girl spec. Yes. <laughs> I Can I you read read a girl's tell spec. us what it was about?
2: Yeah, sure. It was a personal story that I turned into a girl spec about the time that I did it, a white guy. And it was the first time I ever realized that I was like, but in some people's eyes, or in his eyes, like, poor and brown. It was very strange. Like, I, to- we, I met him online, and we totally hit it off because we, like, had gone to the same, like, like sister schools and had, like, both rode crew, which is, like, a very weird <laughs> thing to do. And wow. I sort of was like, oh, we're both kind of, like, in the industry. And when I met his friends, they were like legit had mansions on the beach and what? I showed up to their party what with like a plate of cookies. Using? It was like, I think it was OK Cupid. Anyway, welcome. it was a, yeah. it, was a yeah. oh my God. it was like a horrifying experience where like they asked me to go to roller derby in this like, what they considered a bad area and it was walking distance from my house. I was going to say, you lived oh, no. around the corner. <laughs> yeah, around oh, the corner yep. and I was like, oh man, I left out a lot of details but it was about that experience. And then he you stole your TV. And and then he, exactly. Yeah, yeah, totally. Great no. spec. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was sadly personal. <laughs> and, um, and then I submitted. Um, I didn't submit. I kind of just at this point was had application fatigue because mm-hmm. I'd done so many of them, and I was kind of to the point. Where I was like, Ah, oh, fuck it! I'll submit something that's not for for the um, essay and personal statement. I was kind of just cheeky and I wrote like haikus and like a sonnet instead yeah. of writing an, like an essay. Because I was like, I don't care. If I'm going to get in, I'm going to get in. If not, <laughs> I'm going to get in on my haiku. <laughs> that's right. It was a series of haikus. And people, people are art.
1: doing spec haiku- haikus these days. they? are yeah. they're really yeah. very About big. person oh. of interest, oddly. <laughs> right. Yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> There's all those tumblers who never know each other enough in <laughs> that fandom world. So anyway, that's, and then I was in there for only a few weeks when someone got fired from
1: Brooklyn and I replaced them. Oh wow.
2: So it was just like one of those very very quick lucky 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 things so
1: but again you know, there is a lot of luck involved. I think we can all yeah. say that, yeah. but you also have to be prepared. Yeah, yeah there's a lot that, of prep involved. You have to be ready that. For
2: Malcolm Gladwell 10,000 hours yeah. opportunity plus experience thing. Absolutely. Yeah. Um,
1: I want to go back uh, just for a second to Lindsay and talk about uh, nine years of assistanting.
2: <laughs> nine years, guys. <laughs> <laughs> and you deserve a medal.
0: <laughs>
1: nine years. This, this comes up a lot, but it's always an interesting answer to me, and I think people are interested in hearing. How do you make it clear to your bosses that I'm going to do the best job I can here? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to take this job seriously, but what I really want to do is it's write right. this show or write a show.
0: Well, it's tricky. Um, I was very blessed to always have bosses that understood that mm. no one dreams of <laughs> being an assistant. Um, so I was lucky in that respect. The, the way, I mean, I've always thought the way you show people that you're committed to your job is you do a great job. And if you fail at something, you ask, like, how can I do this better? yes, this is not my chosen longevity career, but I can do this better, so let's work together. Please, please work with me. Don't just fire me because I screwed something up. Um, And I've been very blessed to have very patient people in my life who understood that... I wanted to write. That always encouraged me to write. That always checked in, like, "Hey, I'm in meetings a lot. You're writing, right?" I'm like, "Yep." Don't even worry mm-hmm. about it. Um, that's, that's so nice. So, I yeah, I've I. It was nine very long years, but um, I was very blessed to have people constantly mm-hmm. at my back and mm-hmm. ready to go. And if an opportunity came up, which it finally did, um, they were like, "Okay, you're ready. You're writing. You have samples. We need them right now. We got to go, go, go." And I'm yeah. like, "Okay," and just like <laughs> throw everything in the desk, up in the air, or something. I don't
2: remember what I did. But you <laughs> had it. You used your time wisely. But yeah. you
0: yeah, you learned to you learned to write on the desk, and yeah. you learned to use what opportunities mm-hmm. you have. So it's mm-hmm. like, okay, I got 15 minutes while I're on this phone call. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Um, so what were you writing in that time? Were you writing original stuff?
0: Both. I started with specs mm-hmm. um because uh Learning the scales, just had to learn. I wrote a spec, I think, of house, and I had a friend read it, and he very politely told me that house was a 4X structure, um, <laughs> which never occurred to me before then. <laughs> and I was like, huh, I That's should funny. study harder. Um, so I wrote a few specs, um, and then I started doing mostly originals. Mm-hmm. Once I thought I had it down, I just did air quotes. You can't see
1: it. felt um, <laughs> comfortable enough, it um, at least yeah. the, the hour-long format. To start
0: trying. Yeah. Um, so, um, Yeah, and I just kept writing. I would haven't an idea or I'd have something and I come from a place where I'm like I don't know let's try it and see if I'm any good at this and sometimes I'm not um, and sometimes I'm okay at it and I can get a little better
1: but well in um, that early stuff there's so much finding your way so just, much it, not in this just in the story but as yeah, a writer as well like, exactly. what, what am I interested in? how do I even do this
0: yeah and then once you figure it out it's how do I do this so that people will read it because right. if you use too many words everyone stops reading at a certain point and you're <laughs> like you oh no that a <laughs> I discovered it when I became A reader. (laughs) Yeah, you start reading, and you start. I suddenly realized I I was flipping to the back to see how long the script was. Oh yeah, and I was like, Oh my god, everyone does. I bet everyone does that, and they do. Everyone does. I'm
1: curious. Were you reading for uh, the shows that you were working on?
0: I would read for the shows. I would read for myself Mm -hmm. um, because if you're lucky, you have friends, and you can start reading their scripts, and you can start and giving notes, and you build a community that way. Um and so you start realizing like, yay, my best friend wrote a script and I'm super excited to read it and you're like 70 pages. <laughs> what? <laughs> I have a note, um, <laughs> and you immediately fire off an email. Why is it seventy pages? Right. And then you actually read the script. And, no, please. And yeah, make it shorter. Then give it back. Yeah, <laughs> it's a great script. I love it. Make it shorter. Make yeah. some um, decisions. Yeah, it's time. To, it's time for some.
1: It's <laughs> hard though. It is. Right? Yeah. Fair. Like, that's a thing it, yeah. you have to learn. Of course. That's oh, why yeah.
0: you have friends. Yes. yes. Yeah. I've I've gotten the email. Like, why is this here? Right. <laughs> it makes yeah. no sense. And you're like, well, I like it. And they're like, great. Explain it to every single person that reads the script. <laughs> yeah.
2: Like, Okay, fine. I have a yeah. friend in my life who I call Machete, and she Whoa. does I me out. <laughs> I like she's that. from Person of Interest actually, to this day she'll still read my scripts so I'll be like, I can't, I don't know where else to cut. And she's like, don't worry, I got you. Or I so, got like, it. Took, like, five pages out. I'm like, didn't need those five pages. That's yeah, awesome. Didn't need them. And That's you like right. get mad at first, and then you're like,
0: Oh, she's right, right yeah. Man. <laughs> you like stew for a little bit. <laughs> yeah.
1: um, but, yeah. In reading a lot of scripts, and I assume you guys all mm. have. I've never read um, one. No. Script. Go right. Specifically not for the show you're working on, though. I'm curious to hear about um, what, what works on the page. What do you respond to as a reader? Because presumably that's the thing that other people will respond to also. Mm-hmm. And have you been able to put that into your own work?
3: I really respond to like confidence on the page personally. Like there, are, I find when I'm writing, I'm like, God, I hope this is clear. I hope I'm getting this across. And then I'll read a script where someone is just like, I'm confident and I trust that you're going to kind of like know what I'm saying. And those scripts are always very memorable to me.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Like just beyond, which is I guess a voice thing. It's not even like about characters necessarily or the story. It's just like I want to read. I want to keep reading those scripts because
1: there's a real, like, presence behind, like, the writer. Yeah. There's yeah. something to someone saying, I gotta tell you this. Yeah. Right? And yeah. That, that appearing on the page.
2: Yeah. I have a, a tangential mm-hmm. or an adjacent feeling about that, which is... For me, if I can sense ego, though, in Mm -hmm. in someone's writing, sometimes they'll read stage directions and they're, like, (laughs) winking at you. Oh, yeah. I don't like the wink. Nope. And I'm like, if I I can tell that your ego, you think your ego is more important than the story you're telling on the page, or if I can sense that you think very highly of yourself on the page, I'm just like, ugh. It's not going to be fun to work with. Yeah, 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 for sure. But the confidence thing, I appreciate.
3: Yeah, because I just, like, I overthink a lot of stuff, and I'm just like, oh, if you're just like, this is, this, you know, when you have a real vision with stuff, I find that you don't get caught up in making sure that everything is, like, clear or, like, follows a certain Mm -hmm. format that's been done, like, and I agree with you, I don't, like, if it's ego or it comes out like that, that's, like, not cool, but...
0: Yeah, it's just kind of refreshing. I'm like, oh. Yeah.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You feel like you're in good hands. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah,
0: totally. Um, I've noticed as I got into actual writing career um, <laughs> and producing episodes and stuff like that, that I read more for like, I my new pet peeve is if I can't see it on the camera... Why did I have to read it? Mm. Um, So Mm -hmm. it's there's sometimes just lines, and it's often like the wink, wink, but we'll meet her later or something like that. That's a bad example Mm because sometimes that actually works. (laughs) She thinks to herself, and it's like, yeah, Yeah. I'm like, why I don't want to watch her think. Yeah, (laughs) is that the shot? She's just sitting there thinking. I don't want to watch that. (laughs) Um, So I start thinking, like, what are what's the director going to come at me and very astutely say, like, how am I supposed to shoot this, Lindsay? And I'm like, well. She sits there and thinks, huh. and then, um, hmm, maybe all right, can push cut, you cut, cut. And <laughs> yeah, doodle doodle.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, maybe there's a
0: song there, can't afford a song, well, um, uh, hmm, <laughs> you make a solid point, That's so. interesting. I mean, yeah. it, it does speak
1: mm-hmm. to... The purpose of this document,
0: yeah, right? yeah, right. which yeah. is which is first a sales document. So sometimes you sure. need the winks, and you definitely always need the confidence because you're going on a journey with this person for right. sixty, seventy pages. Oh God, that's seventy! Please don't make <laughs> um, But you're going with them, so to sell it, you definitely need some of those winks. But to, sh- I tend to think about how do I shoot it and yeah. what am I seeing. And it's, right. if I can't, if it's a shot that I am not going to see, like she checks her hair in the in the mirror and then thinks about her long-time divorce. It's like, what? No, yeah. she doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> Cut. That sounds expensive. Cut.
2: I often tell my... I, have, I teach uh, TV writing also in between seasons, and I tell my students that a script is information plus instructions on how to execute that information. Mm-hmm. And I think anything more than that can be cumbersome, but it does depend. Like, are mm-hmm. you trying to sell something? It does, yeah. spec or right. are you Trying but to get it It really depends because yes,
3: exactly. if you're on a show, it's like, no, all no, that God. stuff is out, <laughs> yeah. But,
2: <laughs> but it like, becomes
1: a much more stripped down, <laughs> yeah, practical a document. It's,
2: it's a blueprint, yeah. Yeah. it's just it's, yeah. yeah. it's, it's like mathematical, almost. right? Yeah. But there
1: is, I mean, let's talk about, it, and I think we've all done this is you know, writing a script to be a sample or writing a script to sell. Mm-hmm. There's a difference in those,
2: big difference, yes. yeah. yeah. What is that? Hmm, well. I mean... If you're trying to sell yourself as yeah. a writer to a rep- someone, take a representation, or to a workshop, or to a you know, um, to a studio, you want it to sound like you. Some of the winky stuff might not hurt because they're suckers mm-hmm. for that, and you <laughs> <laughs> you
0: really they really are. They're very intelligent yeah. people who enjoy that a lot. Yeah, that's, any- that's what I meant to say. <laughs>
1: Thanks, sir, <laughs> but they like to see yeah. that kind of personality. And- yeah, yeah.
0: yeah, yeah, and it's a nuance,
3: and I think it communicates like a tone. Like it's interesting because I mean, to drop Josh Friedman again, you read a Josh Friedman script and it's like he breaks he does all the things you're not supposed to do he writes in like these big fat paragraphs and there's a lot of description and there's a lot of character moments that are kind of more like what you're talking about that you won't they mm-hmm. inform they're almost like a character direction they're not necessarily stuff you're going to see but you finish that script and you're like I felt that like I felt that like I was there like it's a different experience than like when you are writing on a show and it has to be just tight for production mm-hmm and yeah, just to to sell it and to be like, Hey, this is the world that I build and I can create and these are the kind of characters that I can draw. Yeah. I think that's really helpful in that yeah. setting.
0: Yeah. And then you sell it and then you're your right. line producer. And then comes. you take it all <laughs> right. with yeah, a big red exactly. marker and yeah. says, Here's what we can't afford and you have a three page script. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think, <laughs> you know, the
1: the best execs, and I think probably most execs understand yeah. that these are going to be two different documents. Yes. The thing yes. that they're buying or the thing that they're reading to get you staffed or to make a deal or whatever. Yes, they do. Is a different they do. thing. Yeah. Uh, they, yeah. Next job is Correct.
0: to push you to like, yes, you have to cut all that and afford it, but right. like.
1: People still have to want to watch it, right.
0: so like and it can't I, be yeah. people
1: sitting in the dark. And I think to <laughs> Heather's point, I mean, I remember reading that Snowpiercer pilot. Right, it's and a yeah. it, great it pilot. It feels pilot, like yeah. you just watched the show. Right, yeah. I know it's and I think crazy. That's what you're trying yeah. to do yeah. with any any sales uh, script anyway. Yeah. Anyway, mm-hmm. um, I want to talk about, uh, and any of you who want to jump in first, the the first thing that you got paid for in TV, the first script that you got paid for, and how that came about, and what was that experience like?
0: Oh, mine's funny. Go. Well, I my first freelance was half a freelance on Eli Stone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was the what became the series finale. Oh, cool. <laughs> it was right when the <laughs> when the strike hit, I think. No, it was right when I think our lead's wife just had a baby. So we're trying to right. convince ABC that like we should finish everything and they're like you don't even have your lead and we're like no it's great it's great it's great I promise um, and they did ultimately and it was a lot of fun but uh, that was my
1: first experience wow. Let me. was it uh, half a script because that's the way that those guys worked as they still kind of do they still on all do the they pair up shows. writers yeah. um,
0: it's just their uh, technique yeah. uh, that they enjoy doing yeah uh, I was paired with uh, another assistant um, mm-hmm. Oscar Balderrama who is now staffed on Arrow is a solid dude, if he's listening to this, <laughs> um, so we worked together and okay. wrote that, and it was very fun. That's and then crazy. the show was canceled, so yay! But <laughs> I was, was called show
1: killer idea. for a couple of years, <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> but it did Slayer. make it to air?
0: Made it to I air. Mean, that's pretty good. It's a show I loved working on with that's people crazy. I loved working uh, with. That, yeah, that morning. was
1: a that was a good room from from what I've heard. It was, yeah, it I feel was like a lot weird. of big. People came out of there, or especially just working act, uh, working writers.
0: Yeah, I made a lot of friends there, and um,
1: I loved it. What was the experience of writing a freelance? Were you Were you a writer's assistant at the time? Did, were you? I was a showrunner's assistant. Oh, okay. So, I was, so you weren't necessarily in the room every day.
0: No, I was not.
1: Yeah, so um, you weren't privy to here's what the season is, here's what the episodes are, except to get all the documentation.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it was it was a fine balancing act of like needing to do my job that I was paid for because um, that was my job right. um, and trying to be in there and trying to glean all the information. Everyone was so good mm-hmm. at helping us and stuff like that. I remember a lot of terror that I was <laughs> going to screw this up and oh, yeah. never make anything of my life, <laughs> um, but it would, everyone was so supportive and they were like, okay, hurry, get in the room, get in the room and like, <laughs> go in the room and help, like, with the, and it was my first experience in a room, so just wow, pitching wow. and stuff like that, so it was a lot of fun. Interesting. A um, um,
1: nerve-wracking, yeah. How much mm. of a story did they ha- already have? I know this was a while ago, but
0: um what were you
1: pitching? Have? How much was broken already? How much was carried through from previous episodes?
0: We had, um, we had a basic structure. Our showrunner at the time would, like, okay, here it is. It's this character, this character, mm-hmm. uh these three characters in the next scene, these two characters, like, lay hmm. out the Basis and then
1: yeah, sort of a rough
0: rough uh, outline outline of what it should look like. Um, and then we would um try and build a kind of build a story, and we were we were pitching for a while on the main story just because it was the season finale at the time. <laughs> so we're pitching how best to end the season. That's funny. <laughs> um, yeah, so which is always a little bit higher stakes, just because yeah. it's the end of something. It's not mm-hmm. a one off, so uh. I I don't remember. I remember a lot of terror.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I would imagine pitching something and trying to get it to stick.
0: Yeah, it's that's so
1: hard when it's your first thing.
0: It's hard, but it's also I feel like a lot of people don't listen enough to learn. So Uh just being in the room a lot, Mm -hmm. you learn by how people pitch, other people with more experience, and how they interact with others. you just you learn a lot just by listening to how they do their job and you're like, Oh, okay, wow, the way I just pitched that sucked. <laughs> I understand. <laughs> Copy that. But then you hear your upper levels pitch versus how like staff writers pitch versus how mid levels pitch and you just you learn a lot about dynamics in the room and who's who's kind of calling the shots, which should be your upper levels, Mm -hmm. um, and just what's making it through. And you learn a lot by listening to the room. So just being in the room itself, even if – I don't remember if I actually said anything, to be (laughs) honest, but being in the room itself was such a learning experience that I had not had before and didn't realize that I really needed to focus Mm -hmm. on getting more in my life. Yeah,
1: Yeah. Um, Heather, you're you're nodding. I'm curious, and we're going to get a little sidetracked here, but (laughs) about – how people pitch in the room. Yeah,
3: Yeah, well, it's also funny because I had a similar... My first freelance was also the series finale that was Ah, supposed to be a season finale that I co-wrote with the showrunner. What show? uh, Human Target. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, And yeah, and that was, like... That was run by... The second season was Matt Miller, who's, like, the greatest human. Mm -hmm. He's really awesome, but... Yeah, it was. I was nodding a lot because I was one of those people who, like, really made... I feel like I made a lot of mistakes in the room, like, initially. Like, I remember... And I just had very kind writers who were nice to me. I was like, you can't do that. Because like, I'd be like, well, this," I'd like pitch my idea, and they'd be like, no. I'm like, well, why not? Uh-huh. My idea is clearly <laughs> why perfect. Why doesn't it work? Like, I don't get... And I really, like, I that's wanted funny. to learn, but they're like, talk to us after. Like, if you yeah, want to, like... Sure. They're like, that's totally fine. But it took me a bit of time to... I had, like, a learning curve with that, that yeah. people were really, like, kind to me throughout, which was That's great. I nice. Yeah. And then, yeah, you just, and then you learn a lot from just also watching. Yeah. And listening more. Then I started to listen more.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Listening like get, is but. just, like, no one tells you to do that. <laughs> right. And then it suddenly just opens your world up. Yeah. You're mm-hmm. like, oh, I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah. Well, there is, right? Knowing when to talk, knowing when to listen, Mm -hmm. knowing your place in the room. Like, there is a hierarchy, even if it's not strictly enforced, which most days it isn't. Yeah. It's a hard thing to learn if you're not a person who can naturally read a room.
2: Yeah. So much of it is. interpersonal skills, yeah, which... Yes. Which writers do not naturally have. <laughs> no, not not many of us do. And I remember, I mean, I was talking about this actually to our um, assistant and with our showrunner the other night about rooms and the way that I would behave. When I was on Brooklyn, it was my, my first... Uh, script was on Brooklyn, and I was, the terror that you speak of? Yeah. Like, racked by terror every day. It was not a comfortable environment. It was, like, jumping into, like, an AP chem class, and you've never taken math before. Like, you Mm -hmm. kind of know, but I was That was
1: a killer comedy room. Yeah, it was, like,
2: uh, people that I had idolized for years watching their writing, and I felt honored to be in their presence, but also could totally not keep up with them, or... I probably could have had. I felt more comfortable, but that was not their priority. Their priority was to churn out material. Right? Yeah, yeah. And I get that. And I wasn't expecting them to be like, oh, "Come say something. You, your ideas are perfect." <laughs> like I, I. It, so, but when I was in a room with certain people who I didn't feel comfortable with. I was much more deferential. I wouldn't pitch as much. I would kind of just chime in with something like every now and then. But then there was a room with other people who I was in the story room a lot. Mm -hmm. And I felt totally comfortable in that room. And I I felt free to talk because I knew they were the kind of people that were like okay with not necessarily. They didn't care about rank as much or Mm -hmm. hierarchy. They were like, everyone can pitch. So it just even within a show, you can leave different rooms. You can. yeah. Yeah. Was the
1: uncomfortable room a joke room?
2: It was. A punch <laughs> it was. Exactly. And it's funny because I love it now. Really? and I'm, Yeah. I mean, I love both of them. But it was one of those things where I was like, oh, God, I'm stupid and I'm not funny and I can't pitch jokes. But actually, it was that, you know, like when you're dating someone, sometimes the chemistry is not great. Mm-hmm. And I just was like not vibing with that. So, you know, you live and you learn. So it just <laughs> depends. Right. Mm.
1: Do you guys you guys don't do I mean, you have a small staff anyway on people of Earth, but yeah. you guys don't do a joke. We punch do. Update. We do
2: a well. The whole room becomes a joke punch-up. Okay. So we'll we write for story, and then we'll do yeah. a
1: pass for jokes. That's interesting because it's, it's not a hard joke show.
2: It isn't. But one of the notes that we got from TBS um, from last season was we went twenty-five percent funnier. <laughs> so
0: I love oh, the number. And not a percentage <laughs> oh, more. So be someone pitches <laughs> a joke, and they're yeah. like, "That's
2: twenty-six percent." Yeah. I'm <laughs> too funny. To dial it back. <laughs> yeah. 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 It back. But you know, it, we've always a lot of us come from hard comedy backgrounds in yeah. that room, and so it was hard for us to scale it down last season. We we had to go through and cut out Funny. jokes because, yeah. Oh but na- there's been a bit of a shift in what they want the show to be, and so now we're allowed to be funnier. And I think the actors are really stoked about that because they're all they're all right, comedy. right? right. right. Yeah. yeah. So it's been fun. Well,
1: that's good. Yeah. All right. That makes sense. How interesting. Um, I want to. I want to hear about the shows that you guys are on right now, or just came off of. You um, just came <laughs> off of Sleepy. Is that right? Yes.
3: Well, I did. I oh, you did was almost and Then I did
1: Snowpiercer after, um, which also was that was a pretty short yeah Run right, in that yeah run.
3: that was a uh, like three months two or three, yeah, 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 uh,
1: yeah. so my question really is mm-hmm. how do you find the next thing?
3: I just actually, I'm going to be consulting on iZombie. Oh, cool. In the
2: same offices as us, probably. Oh, really? <laughs> zom- yes. cool. cool. Hello, it's awesome. yeah, yeah, girl. No, we, okay. just saw, I'm seeing you.
0: we just saw something beautiful blossom right here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah did. It's gonna go gonna going to we be for this. <laughs> together. What is with those? They're gross <laughs> and sweaty, but we know what? It's a free massage.
2: Do people
3: that's use That's
0: what them? I look for yeah, in they a they massage. It's like in a cafe. What?
3: You go to like a cafe that's just like, you know, like, I don't know, snacks and coffee? Yeah, okay. And, coffee. and
2: then there's like a massage chair, which mm-hmm. I see people in more often than I would think. It'd because we come a turf war between the shows. Interesting. Who gets there first and who oh sits in there longest for too long and it's like a thing. <laughs> yeah.
1: You know, this is the stuff people want to hear about. Right? Yeah. I'm not kidding. Right? I'm,
0: I'm
3: fascinated.
1: When you are a working writer, you're yeah. going to the lot every day, right? You're going to the office every day. Tell us more about what's going on there.
2: Well, LeBron James has a reserved parking spot that he never uses at Ooh, Hollywood Production Center. Do you ever check that? that. In Ooh, you in know what I might space. on my last day or something
3: yeah. like that? He's he to fly
1: to a little close he to
2: knows. the sun. LeBron,
1: if you're listening, he I mean no tweets He tweets every, every episode. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> more basketball players on, please. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Some <laughs> That's funny. Um, so you know what you're doing. So I know what, what was, I'm doing. What yeah. was this uh, staffing season like for you?
3: I didn't do network staffing. Okay. I've kind of since sleepy. I've just I've been more. I've been developing a lot, and I've been doing jumping on like cable, like looking for cable opportunities, mm-hmm. and that was why I did Snowpiercer. But I'm I'm developing something with Rob Thomas. So okay. we're working together now, and he's. Also incredible. So, that we just want to, I think, keep working together. So, that kind of like came out of that. Um, And he's
1: very good about that. Oh, uh, yeah. Over the years, you know, either bringing the person onto staff that he's developing with or the other way around, developing with his staff. Yeah. Which is pretty great.
3: So, it kind of went. That that is like network staffing, but it didn't. It was yeah. born out of. Uh, so you didn't have to do more. a slew of things. Yeah, feelings. yeah, That's
1: great. I didn't do any. Yeah, it was good. <laughs> That's <Yeah>. Really nice. <laughs> it's nice. Um, and what do you know about Snowpiercer? When what do you when mean? does this happen? Oh,
3: anything? it's hard. It's hard to know. Like, um, it's supposed to. I think what they're doing is they're going to shoot a pilot. The the room was f- to do four scripts. Mm-hmm. Um, we wrote four scripts. They're shooting a pilot, I believe, in July or August. And I think the idea is, when they shoot the pilot and they have all
1: four scripts, they're going to make a decision. Okay, interesting. Oh, cable. It's oh, so cable. interesting. I know. Hmm. Um. And, uh, Lindsay, you had a job, and you're going back to that job,
0: Yeah, I, I took no meetings. <laughs> How um, nice for you. It was the first time. <laughs> I didn't know what to do with myself. Um, I played a lot of video games. <laughs>
1: tell us about the MacGyver Room. Uh, is it a room-heavy show?
0: Uh, it is, and it isn't. We, uh, we're a smaller staff, so as you... Kind of leave to write your script when you go off. It the room becomes smaller and smaller, so sometimes you end up like with leapfrogging rooms a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. It's interesting in that like our because every room kind of has fiddle things. Like you have yeah, things in the room that yeah, writers fiddle important. with. Yeah. <laughs> um, so ours like I. I brought in a lock pick so we're all learning Ooh, to pick locks. Awesome. Ooh, that's stuff. a cool Great one. stuff like I would that. love that. And very MacGyverial. Um, yeah. Theme. yeah. <laughs> we're we're trying to stay on theme. We also
1: built a bomb. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> uh,
0: I'm not going to lie there may have been a couple of fires. Um, <laughs> no, no. as we try stuff, I, I think this. you know, uh, executive producer David, David Slack, Slack is am an I? amazing person who David has people in whole world. many um burns on his hand now, just because he wants to see if something works. Oh, mm-hmm. um, we've been outside trying things when, like, security does the slow pass in the golf cart, wondering <laughs> what we're doing. And we're like, "Hi, it's, it's fine. Just going for a walk." Um, so that's probably the most interesting part of MacGyver is that we have to try. Like, there was a I wrote a script with like a drop ceiling, and I didn't know what it looked like, so I'm like in my ceiling on top of a. <laughs> on top of a table and people walk in they're like, what are you doing? I'm like, it's for the episode and they're like, okay, and they just like sit down and ignore <laughs> right. me for a while I'm like, right. um, so it's a lot of that just because you're like trying sure. things That's to cool. see if they work or what they look like what, uh, um, How big is the room? Um, it's
1: this how big was it at the end of two? Uh, I the think there were
0: one. eight of us at the end of, seven or eight of us at the end of season one I think there's eight or nine of us Now
1: and what is the makeup of the room? Uh, Men and women,
0: mostly uh, Sephora. Um, We're (laughs) two. We have two females, um, and the rest are.
2: Mail. Yeah, <laughs> that was so perfect. Was so <laughs> it's just <laughs> <a> <laughs> really <laughs> seamless. <laughs> uh, not even blanking. Um, I love Sephora.
0: You <laughs>
1: too. <laughs> Sponsor us, you yeah. guys. Hello, Sephora. <laughs> we'll, send, just... uh, we'll send. We'll send any samples that you send us. Any
0: particularly Great. mascara.
1: So. <laughs> um, Bridget, you were yeah. telling me about the makeup of the people of Earth. <laughs> yes. Room. Yeah. Um, also Sephora. Also, also Sephora. Sephora. Yes. Wow. Send those samples. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's it is uh unusual by especially by network standards but yes. you're on cable but but talk about that okay. a little bit. Oh, so
2: our room is 50% female and 50% people of color and there's a lot of an intersection there so, so a lot of women of color and it was a priority for Wyatt for the show in general that it on the writing side and on the production side and cast be diverse in that way and I think um, we've accomplished that, and I don't. I think without much effort, to be honest, we were the the area where we were deficient last season was in terms of directors. Hmm. What ended up we had one um one one director of color, and we we're trying to we tried to get a, a woman director. I, I it's hard for me to know how much of. What the network says, or studio says, is true regarding staffing for directors, saying that they wouldn't take it or they passed because they weren't paying enough money or the scheduling was bad. Right.
1: You I don't know what's an I, excuse right,
2: what excuse. I have been on calls when I was an assistant, and I will not say which show, and I will not say which <laughs> studio, mm-hmm. where I have heard women executives sabotage other women directors and just say, "I don't know if she's done enough." Like it's because I get they're trying That's to the protect. They're trying to protect their product and it's their ass on the line. But at the mm-hmm. same time, you got to start someplace. You got to give yeah. someone there. This together, yeah, truly. you know, so and there's not like it's not like there's not going to be a directing producer on set with that director. Like, there's right, a lot of course. failsafes, I, sure. I think. Yeah. And yeah. so, this season we have a woman director, which is awesome. We have a director of color, and it's. We're really trying. We're making it a priority for us, that's and um, it's been great. And I think it has totally changed the scripts that we put out. Has totally changed the vibe in the room. I, you know, have all of us. We've spoken about it. Have felt marginalized at some point in other rooms because there wasn't that equality or there wasn't that balance. Right. And um, we've were able to tell stories and jokes that we would never have come up with before mm-hmm. because those conversations weren't being had in other rooms. That's and impressive. that's just been a delight. I yeah. have to say, yeah, it's really cool.
1: Uh, is Wyatt in the room?
2: No, he isn't. He's on set in Toronto oh, all sure. the time. That's that's time that's so, that's yeah,
1: great, I yeah yeah. Um, and also, I mean, it also makes so much sense for your cast is a very diverse. Yeah, cast. you have all these different characters with different backgrounds who are united by this one thing. Mm-hmm. It Feels like it would lend itself. <laughs> yeah, like the door is open. Here. Yeah, it would totally <laughs> be is. stupid not to have a diverse room. I totally agree. Which is true of every show, but, yes. yeah. but this in, in particular. Yeah. Um, yeah. I want to ask about this on your uh, IMDb page. Lindsay,
0: Ooh, me? Can, oh God, hello. Uh, I don't. Out. I have yet to meet anyone who offered to Remember update it? my
3: IMDb page. Of I'll of do it after, after this course. podcast.
1: I do, yeah. Game of Thrones, uh, Telltale Games series. Yes. What
0: was that? Um,
1: tell. And what did you do on it?
0: Telltale. Uh, if you're familiar with yeah. games at all, they're now on your phone too. Uh, they make a lot of uh, narrative based games so they'll get a property and they'll release episodes of the game Um, so to play the whole game you'll need like five or six episodes and stuff like that Um, and it's all just story based you make decisions and it throws you in a different path and that's that's Telltale exactly Mm -hmm. Um, and you still fight like you have to fight there's a lot of like hitting X I I remember hitting X a lot (laughs) Um, because I tend to be the more violent game player so I'm like someone insulted me I need blood Um, so that was the experience that's what Telltale is mm-hmm. the experience was uh, they, they got the property for Game of Thrones to develop that and they were looking for writers and I was uh, luckily recommended to them because I was a huge Game of Thrones fan still am oh, okay. Same. Um, so they flew and they were looking to do it in a TV model so, to have a room, because oh, video games are usually like yeah. the the writer in the video game is usually the game designer. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but they're starting to branch out a little bit. You see it with like the Tomb Raider series, had Rihanna Pratchett for the first uh, reboot, and then they had uh, three writers, I believe. Mm. So, you're seeing a lot more. So, they want to do it like the TV model, especially because they were doing episodes. So, they flew three two of us were TV writers and one was a feature writer plus an assistant out to uh, break basically the season of Game of Thrones game. Where? <laughs> Which would all... It was up north in... Uh, it was north of San Francisco, so in mm. Marin. Yeah. Oh, cool. Um, and we spent two weeks. Uh, we had... The game we were told was to take place during season four, which had not come out yet, so we're all like
2: <laughs>
0: Oh <laughs> We're gonna find out about season four. That's um, awesome. Um we're all very excited. Um mm-hmm. and so we had. but you it was the challenge of making a new making a new family in the Game of Thrones series and making people care about their story and following Something Telltale had not done at that point, following multiple characters as playable characters. Mm -hmm. Um, Before, Mm -hmm. they had done the Walking Dead game where you were played as... The first season, you played as Lee, and you followed Lee through every single episode. So this was the first time they were committed to multiple characters, because that's how Game of Thrones tells stories. So we were there for two weeks. We broke six episodes, I want to say, five or six. And we went off and wrote outlines for them, and then they had to physically build the game. (laughs) Designers are very important. They build the game. Um, and then uh, I got on H Carter, I believe. And then when I was on hiatus, I got a phone call or an email or something saying like, hey, they need help now because they're like in the middle of making this game and you're <laughs> available. You want to come work on this game that you already worked on? I was like, yeah, because <laughs> um, they're wonderful people. So I went up there and uh, worked on a couple... I think I'm credited on episode five, um, but we talked about a couple episodes, and we worked on that, and it was a lot of That's fun. Yes. Really yeah. That's I love cool. video games, so I was like, yes! Any <laughs> video game credit? Like, let's do this. That's awesome. Um, so, right. yeah, it was fun.
1: Um, I want to ask you a couple things before we wrap up. Um, sure. You've all... Look, you're all going to be running your own shows within the next few years. Oh, God. Um, Go on. Are you
3: listening, Universe? Did you hear him? And yeah. He said it.
1: <laughs> you've been in and around a lot of sort of heavy-hitter rooms, like some really great and functional rooms, as well as some dysfunctional, uh, dysfunctional rooms. Um, I'd like to hear, like, what is the one or two things that you will take with you that you will put into practice in your, in running your own room?
2: Uh, for me, I ha- I would... I, that's just my nature is to make people feel comfortable and to include people, to be inclusive, to make, allow, allow people to feel as though they can be themselves. Because sometimes it's hard enough for writers in general, I think. Um, but I think anything I could do to especially include staff writers, to make them feel valued, to mm. have them and to give them guidance when they are doing something wrong. I think the b- biggest disservice anyone could do to their own staff is to not give them feedback. Because you're 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 grooming that person to be useful to you, you yeah. know, mm-hmm. more and more as they, as they move up to the ranks. And so that's what I would do is take extra special care of that. And also to make sure the room is uh, diverse and balanced because mm-hmm. it really doesn't
1: en- enhance your product. It absolutely mm-hmm. makes a yeah. difference. Yeah. 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 We've, we've gotten to see that the past couple of years. Yes. Yeah.
2: And also out. having dogs allowed is very good.
1: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Those <laughs> are all dogs, very good answers. Dogs are insane. important. They're <laughs>
2: like equally very
1: good. <laughs> <laughs> we all want to come work for you. <laughs> 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 and bring our we dogs. You're all welcome.
0: Yeah,
3: I mean, I second all of those in a big way, Um, especially the diversity thing, I think is so important, Uh, diversity and women. Mm -hmm. Um, And this is also a little bit of your answer, but uh, communication, I think, is so... You cannot over-communicate. And you kind of think at a point, like, if you think you're, like, bugging people or you think, like every I think every writer kind of feels like they are they hope they're doing a good job and just saying like this is what you can do or this is what you cannot do um i think is has made like the difference of a job being like enjoyable or not mm-hmm. to me and yeah. uh allowed me to do a better job when I knew um how I could be helpful mm-hmm. um and and it just allowed everyone to be like happy. Because when there's, when communication starts to be kind of siphoned off, like people just kind of lose their minds a little bit. Because you're just
0: guessing, like, every right. topic yeah, of yeah. you're like, in a void. Hey, yeah. yeah you, need to know. you start assuming it's about you. Oh, totally. Right, of course. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> oh, God, they hate me. They hate me. Yeah. And they're just like, what should I order for lunch?
2: <laughs> and then you're, yeah, and
3: you're in a room of all people who basically who are, are thinking that. that. Yeah. And that are all
0: reinforcing each
2: other's
3: like psychosis. So. Yeah, he hates you. It's clear.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: Hates you. I like, no, he's trying to order lunch probably. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think that's, he hates you too. Like, he, really?
3: What? <laughs> well, he did. Yeah. Oh, so, God. yeah, I think just yeah. over over communication. That's what I would do. That's great. That's yeah. smart.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a big fan of education, as you said. Like, you can't you can't have a staff writer not train them how to oh. write or work on your staff or what you're looking for, um, and all those things. And and that's true. As you go up, you can't have a producer who doesn't know how to edit. If you're not willing to right. show them how to be in an editing room, you can't like expect someone to just know how to be on set if you don't train them how you want them to mm-hmm. be. On, like right. things like that. So education was very important to me, and also um, just helping. I didn't get, here, nine years as an assistant, I didn't get here without <laughs> yeah. people reaching back and helping me and saying, like, let me know if there's an opportunity, I will help you. Like, you ha- you kind of have to be willing to send the emails and you have to be willing to, like, yes, I'll read your thing, like, yes, I'll, whatever. It's just, we're, we're all kind of in this together and it's like, help each other out and we can do this and... And you'll just have an entire conglomerate of people who are at your back when you need them
1: to. Yeah, absolutely. Read it even when it's 70 pages.
0: Even when it's (laughs) 70. Send the email that says, why is this 70 pages? And then read it. And then say, here's everything I want you to cut. Um,
1: (laughs) Let's wrap up just by asking uh, what you are watching on TV these days. What are you excited about? What are you talking about with your friends, with your rooms, Mm -hmm. with your uh, other people Mm -hmm. in your lives? (laughs) I didn't know how I was going to end that sentence. Uh, Lindsay, let's start with you.
2: Oh,
0: God. Um, I just watched, let's see, I watched Legion. Uh, which so I, good. It's very Holy good. Shit. It's a, It's a very just how they're crafting the story is very interesting to watch. Um, I just watched Big Little Lies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, enjoyed that. Um, and then what I, I watched A Series of Unfortunate Events.
1: <laughs> I I about this show.
0: <laughs> I, here's the thing. I, I love YA, and I love uh, things aimed towards kind of a younger mm-hmm. generation. And the show is very much like it's a Wes Anderson movie, but shot like it's Pushing Daisies. So it was cool. so interesting just to see how they put it all together. And everyone talks in like this monotone. And I'm like, I don't know what's happening, but I kind of <laughs> love it. Um, I very much enjoyed it. Cool. Um, all yeah. right.
1: Good. Fine, I'll watch it. That's fine.
0: <laughs> fine. Um, I, well, I didn't watch this
3: recently, but a show that I loved and I can't wait for it to come back is Lady Dynamite. That was such mm-hmm. like a breakout no. show for me. I was just like, okay. there's nothing like this and it. so so it's so good. So unique. Yeah. I'm just, I can't wait for that to come back. Um, I just started watching Dear White People. I think <sighs> it's so well written. It's so, mm-hmm. I love the movie too, but like I'm really enjoying that. And I'm, just... I'm almost in watching Scream Queens. Oh! And it is so funny. Yeah? It's incredible. Like, I, I'm i writing a horror comedy, so I'm like, I don't watch Scream Queens. I had low expectations because, like, I've not heard anything, yeah. and then it, it got it canceled. canceled yeah. And it was, yeah. And I oh, is it like, canceled? Yeah. 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 And I'm really sad. But, like, the cast is incredible. It's so, it's funnier than like so many comedy. They just do like crazy. They take crazy swings. Is it? It's
2: awesome.
3: I loved it. I do love the big swings. Oh, it's so. It's right. such a That's weird, what you get from a Ryan
1: Murphy sense show. Sense of humor. Right? Yeah. Is it coherent in the way that his shows sometimes are not?
3: <laughs> well, <laughs> it makes sense, but the logic is ridiculous. There you go. <laughs> and but it's like refreshingly, yeah. especially because I've worked in a lot of sci-fi where everyone gets really caught up in the logic and so much like emotion sometimes. gets... Get sacrificed because mm-hmm. we have to like stick to the rules, and like this is a show where like the rules and logic don't matter, and they just like everything's a joke, and it's just like very funny. It's fascinating. Mm-hmm. So, so, I'll have to check it out.
2: That's yeah, cool.
1: good. What are you watching? Uh,
2: we were talking about earlier, uh, Handmaid's Tale. My mm-hmm. uh, uh, yeah. friend calls it the Sad Lady Show. <laughs> yep, yeah. yep,
1: um, it's a sad everybody show, it's a sad
2: everyone <laughs> show, it's a bummer all around. No, but I think it's great and captivating and challenging and confusing, and I, I enjoy that. Um on the comedy side, I'm enjoying the season of Veep very much. I thought last season yeah, was yeah. so Veeps great. So funny. I was like t- we were was at a wedding last night and everyone could no one could stop talking about the Richard Sweat storyline of this uh self husbandry, as he called it. I won't spoil it for anybody else, but it was such a funny joke. Um and um catastrophe, if anyone has this. Oh yeah, catastrophe's is, great like I mean, that's like the dream product, I think. If I could ever make something like that, yeah. it's so Absolutely. good. Yeah, it's so good.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. These are all good answers. Thank you guys so much for being here. Hey, I appreciate yeah, thank it. You it. You thank you for having, having us. us.
0: Now, leaving nerdist.com.